can't hear anything either. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Nope, wait. There I am, maybe, a little bit. I was like, that what is that noise? And I just looked up and only saw your tongue. It's my go-to noise now because my baby thinks it's funny. What is this? It's obviously a very good league. This is podcast. It's the only show on earth about neighborhood soccer. Soccer started? Yeah. Soccer started. I wonder where 10 years went. Indy City Football Live. Brought to you by Turketti's in Indianapolis. Cole and Shelby Street, Jason Chisholm, and Carrie Birch are the pot squad. Indy City Football Live. The broadcast. Whoa, Shelby's doing it. Blood. Strong with the difference. Kyle bringing the blood early. Carrie, what is Indy City Football? Well, Indy City Football is an adult rec league soccer program with a good citizenship twist. Twist. In addition to points for wins and draws, teams also earn points by visiting the after parties that are generous sponsors, using responsible transit to get to the games and after parties, and also being a good neighbor. That includes things like volunteering, donating blood. 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 Or sometimes, in my case last summer, my soccer team came over and helped me mulch my landscaping and i did count that (laughs) currently through this week there's a book drive going on bring your books that you done already read or just know you're never going to read it's your it's your last week to do it last week for the book drive and i you get one point for the book drive right one point per instance of someone donating all right so i really like blew my load there with the 44 books the first day Mm -hmm. still not a good enough reason to say blow your load but yes (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's what Indy City Football is, in case you're somehow listening to this and did not know. And apparently, if you want to help me move, that will count as volunteering <laughs> points. If they're on your team. Nope, they got to be your neighbor. It doesn't matter okay. if they're on your team. Oh. Helping neighbors out. Neighbors helping neighbors. We also, don't forget, <laughs> speaking of blood. Um, blood. There's always a need for blood. I've had someone on my team donate twice now. Um. My uh, oh. my parents-in-law, they told us that they've been taking their dog to donate blood every um, couple months. Truman, can you give blood? And that giving Truman. blood, like dog blood is a thing and dogs need blood. I guess that Truman, does make sense. Truman, you going to give us I your blood? That, but How does that work for points? You think horses donate blood? We've got the usual oh. pod squad here tonight, but in case Minus. you also caught that, Truman is subbing in for Cole tonight. Truman is subbing in we'll for Cole. about as much. Truman is a dog. For those of you who don't know, he's the street family dog. He's a yeah. cool guy. Um, but he does yeah. not come he, to ICF games. He doesn't come to ICF games. He will probably not have the explosive hot takes that Cole sometimes gets while listening in the corner. But you never know. Um, that's what we've got tonight. Uh, finally back after rainout week. Hope you guys enjoyed that awkward podcast of us watching kicking and screaming. Hey, did anybody um, reach out to the league? Maybe this is something like Cole knows, but... Did anyone listen to that full episode all the way to the end? I didn't listen to it at all. No clue. Did you have an Easter egg at the oh, end, what Jason? What did you do? <laughs> oh, no. I, I told, and this is over now since you didn't do it last week. So now it's like a race for whoever listens to it, re-listens to it first. Whoever listens to this well, and then listens to that. Well, no, because no? it's oh, over. Okay. It's, it's over. Once this is out now, you can't submit this point anymore. But I said... You deserve a volunteer point if you listen to this entire podcast. <laughs> Dang. And I told anyone just to reach out to their manager. I, don't, I can't guarantee that it would happen, but you should at least say it, try it, see what happens. 
Oh, I've wow. not heard ni- hide nor hair of it, but mm-hmm. maybe we'll have an update. Next I figured week. it would be somebody from one of your two teams yeah. who would have gone through and listened Most to that likely. whole thing. So or Monon. I feel like Mona. Mona. lots of listeners. Nights. Yeah. Pogies. Batmer, we know too, you heard this. Too many listeners, guys. Too many listeners. Too many to count. <laughs> uh, my Twitter is not twittering. So okay, so we finally did have games again last week. Whoa, we played mm-hmm. some sport. We played sport. It was pretty great. Shall we get to it? Yeah. Yeah, do you want to do uh, the League One or League Two first? It doesn't matter. League One. All right. Our mm-hmm. app properties, League One. First game I have written down here is Irvington FC taking on Hawville CD. And that was a 5-5 draw. <sighs> Wild. Offensive showdown. And it, 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 I went back and looked at the scores when they happened. It looks like it was a 4-1 to one Irvington <gasps> lead. Oh, and uh, went five two, and Hallville scored forty fifth, forty eighth, and fiftieth minute. Dang! Wow, a lot of late goals this year that have been incredibly decisive. So I was not there. I did not watch this one. I gotta um, get out of the sun. I'm not. I did not watch this one either. But Irvington struggled at the beginning of the season, and now they're picking up some points. They put up a lot against. Uh, Hallville. So, draw there. Uh, the second game we have is Mass Ave United over Sporting Hair and Morton, three to two. I have a question. I don't know if anyone knows. Was Sporting Hair and Morton sporting a full team? I don't know if they were sporting a whole team, but I know we have some insight on a Mass Ave player. Yeah, Mass Ave player took a ball to the back of the head um, and went down. And then Sporting Heron Morton scored, scored a goal. Obviously, didn't win. Um, Mia, hope you're okay. Hope you're not concussed. Um, I work with this player. I saw her Slack notification was that she had a doctor's appointment today. So I hope you're fine. Uh-oh. Wow, Heron Morton, how, how quickly they fall. It's been, uh, it's been a year for them. Mm-hmm. More on that later. Yep. Uh, Riverside City over Real Fletcher Place, 4-1. No real surprises in that game. And no real Mm -hmm. notes either. (laughs) No, I will say real Fletcher plays. They've been doing really well all year. And honestly, that three goal difference for Riverside is, you know, not too bad when you're playing them. So Um, next game, another draw between Meridian Kessler United and Mapleton FC. Two very good teams this year. I think two pretty equal teams. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be interested later when we're talking about the standings to see where they both are in relationship to each other. Don't spoil it, Jason. I'm not going to spoil it. I can see it. you squinting at your camera. And by camera, I mean phone. That mm-hmm. would be weird. Uh, that, was a, that was a good game. Um, Mapleton did go up 2-0 in the first, and then Meridian Kessler answered two goals in the second half. Fascinating. As Carrie likes to say, they're very fit, so I'm not a surprise to see them not dying in the game. MKU, very, very fit. Fitting hot, that team. And our last at properties League One game was Bates Hendricks FC over Eletico Pogues Run 4 3. A little bit controversial insider info there. I believe an appeal might have been filed in that game due to the referee not stopping the game for an injured player um, on the field, upon which that goal that decided the game was scored. 
Like Are you sure you weren't talking about the Mass Ave game? Because that's that is I'm exactly not talking about that. That's no, why I, I, I raised an yeah, eyebrow when that happened. Yeah. yeah. So it was a the ref just chose not to stop the game, and then Bates scored the game-winning goal, and nothing was done about it. Oh. Hmm. I'm just gonna assume too that Cody refs every game. So come on, Cody. I don't believe it was yeah. Cody, but I heard it was a new referee. I don't, I don't think it was him either, but as far as I know. Cody, what are you thinking, buddy? I know you listen. Cody, get better, man. Cody, have new fun in New Zealand. Oh. Is he going to be here this week to ref? I don't know. I know Cody will not be here for a few upcoming weeks due to the fact that he will be at the Women's World Cup. So, Cody, enjoy your vacation. Oh, I know you're looking forward so to it. and Have a great time watching some soccer. Love you, Codesters. At Properties League Two Burner. scores. Uh, Garfield AC over Midtown, 5-2. Carrie, what do you have for that game? I believe it was really 6-3, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's what I had. <laughs> um, I also, though, was not shown the scorecard at the end, so no objection there. Um, a very strong showing from Garfield with their finally taking shots when they have them. I will say not great accuracy. It could have easily been about 12 to 2 or 12 to 3. Mm. Um, some some really wide missed shots. I had some players run laps afterwards. I did not do that. <laughs> to be clear, we did have one player score three or four goals. Um, good job, Nate. You don't listen. It doesn't matter. But good job. Um, three to four goals, and you – well, you think you scored six. Yeah. Are you appealing this score then? No. Okay. Who gives a shit? We won. <laughs> and our goal differential is not good, so it's not going to make a difference. Like, we're not going to catch up to anyone with our goal differential. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, Midtown, some really good shots. Some We had our goalie is phenomenal. Liam, I think you guys knew that. Uh, Defensor. He, yeah. Nope, that's Danny. Danny's our backup goalie. Oh. Um, also good, but Liam did this game. So, anyways, some really good saves. They could have scored, I think, with lesser goaltending, that could have been a much closer game. But Garfield was an offensive powerhouse. Can't wait to see where you guys are at the standings now. Yeah. I've taken a peek. Also, I'd like to point out, I did win the coin toss again. Right. And by that, I mean Angie just said I could do whatever I wanted. So I'm counting it, which means I'm still undefeated <laughs> in coin tosses and two draws. Yeah, I was, we were on <laughs> the, the draw we were, a coin toss. Wait, the ref yeah. wouldn't let me do it. Cody. It was, it was Cody every time. It was never Cody. We were on the field next to you, and it, you guys seemed to be having a lot of fun. I kept watching the ball go into the net anytime I was out. Uh, but my favorite part of your game was when Adam chased a ball down onto our field, and I said, hi, Adam, and he grabbed the ball, threw it as hard as he could back, and goes, hi, guys, and just kept running. <laughs> can't keep him down. Uh, another team you can't keep down right now is Southside. Hey. We back. 5-0 over near East United. What about that game? Um, it was six, first and foremost. Um, oh, these clerical. The correct – Score should be online. It is. So yeah. just Jason wrote them down wrong. No, no, no. no the no, ref no. card the was wrong. Look at both uh, of them right here. The internet says six nothing, but yours says five two on the internet. I Who knows? You, we I, won guys, by guys. Really Cole puts the scores in online, so he knows the score of our we game. won, which means you do because you guys sleep together. We won by multiple goals. <laughs> um, it was a really good game. Um, Near East is obviously a team that is rebuilding. Um, they have uh, some really great players, some really nice people. Um, and, yeah, it was just a good game overall. It was very hot. I think that's something we've left out about last Thursday. It was very hot. It was hot. hot. Um, 
We also had all 19 or 18 of our 19 people and the 19th person was there just injured. And that's the first time that's happened for wow. us this year. It was really fun. We got like a full team picture. Mm-hmm. Of that's awesome. Literally everybody. It's a, I saw the picture because Andrew showed it to me and said, that's a really good team picture. He yeah. said that about them. <laughs> Even our non-playing members were there, so it was a full Southside show out. So it was just great energy on the sidelines, and it helped that we had a win to celebrate. Yeah, Incredible. it was a lot of great energy. The one thing I did find out from this game is I do not recommend playing 86 minutes of pickup the night before. You will not be able to run in the heat, and you will simply want to lie down and die and might have to pee at halftime. And that was my experience. Noted. For all the pickup soccer games I go to. <laughs> I was going to try to segue into your lay down and dying, but it probably sounds too mean for the next game. Rod Ripple City, four. <laughs> Fountain Square, two. Um, we saw Fountain Square's tweet where they went up one to nothing. Um, and that I was really excited to see that tweet. And then I, the next tweet I saw was the Broad Ripple one from where they went for the after party where it said, great team win. Um, so, yeah, Broad Ripple just keeps on rolling. How much do you want to credit that to their new uh, super kids? I mean, they are very pretty. Um, I believe they're after a uh, mural in Broad Ripple. Um, and Mural. they were rolling. Just kept a on mural? rolling. Rolling Ripple. Um, another game that was rolling south. I can't probably keep doing those. <laughs> Sporting White River 6 over Old Speedway City 2. And I do think Old Speedway City starting to slowly find their groove as a team. We've definitely seen them improve since the beginning of the season. But Sporting White River is just going to be tough to beat in League Two this year, I think. They're going to be a very tough team. Yeah, Sporting White River has added a player um, after losing a couple due to injury. Um, So it's going to be very interesting to see how that chemistry continues to shake out through the rest of the year. Um, How it plays into the Indy Cup, since they are still in that as well. Um, And yeah, Speedway. Two goals against a really good White River team is not bad at all. Yeah, Still probably looking for another player for that team. Um, last game. This was the one that everyone was talking about and we're still talking about because there was some blue cards. Oh, I don't know anything about this. Inner Monon versus Upper Downtown FC. Oh, I could see the game having some blue cards. <laughs> so um, all I got note-wise was it was the – Keeper for Intermonon and a striker for UDFC that were shoving and yelling, and they both got a blue. And that raised the question, too, of how do you give a goalie the blue card? Someone else has to goalie for two minutes. Uh, very carefully. Who's the goalie for Intermonon? It's not, hashtag it's not, not Detmer. Detmer. But okay. I'm guessing <laughs> Detmer probably went in the goal for two minutes. I think or probably, yeah. Maybe played with an open net. Has anyone tried to play with an open net yet, just for funsies? I think that I tried to pull that my first season managing because I wanted to be like hockey. Uh, I wanted to be sense. like hockey. <laughs> uh, I did last year when I was, I subbed for a Sporting White River game and um, is near the very end of the game and I went up for a corner kick. Didn't need to, we were winning, but hey, I got the goal, so it was fun. Remind us now when you say we, are you back to Hawville? <laughs> no, this was a Sporting White River. Oh, okay. So you another third team to add to his... Fourth or fifth, yeah. But oh my gosh, this was a Jason. one-off. Jason's like... Okay, real quick metaphor. Yesterday, I don't no, know if I'm you guys saw this on social media. Social oh. media. I don't know if you saw this on social media, but um, we found a dog in the park, cute as can be, 
like an oversized Yorkie, doofiest smile, cute pink tongue, floppy Muppet ears and feet. We named him Salami. Um, We spent the whole day with him trying to find a home for him. And at first I felt like I had a really special bond with him. And that's why I was so invested in finding a home for him or his original home. And then I learned that he just loves everyone. And Mm. Jason, that is mostly how I feel about the way you feel about teams. You love them all. Mostly. Mostly. Be honest. Which teams don't you like? By name, please. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell. Okay, okay. Different, different, different question. How many teams, by show of fingers, we'll just keep it silent. <laughs> how? No, I'll. I'm gonna tell people. How many teams do you actually oh, wait, not no, like? No, no, I'm not gonna show you my fingers. Then I saw it already. It was four. I'm okay. not gonna show you my <laughs> fingers. I think he was gonna figure. I think he was counting how many teams he's played for. We're gonna give him that out. Take that out. Take that if, out. If he's played for more than. Wait, if we, if we go with how many teams I've played for, it's been one, two, four. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. That's it. Good yeah. job, Kyle. And they've all been like mentioned on the ep- podcast, so. I bet I can guess which know. teams you don't like, but I'm not going to go on that anymore. Guess what teams I've played for. Um, You've played for Fountain Square. You've mm-hmm. played for uh, Old Speedway City. You've played for Hobville. And you have played... Sporting White River. Sporting White River, as you just said, yeah. Yeah. I was like, the one he just talked about. Um, Those are the ones. Anyways, Jason likes all the teams, just like that dog. (laughs) Just like Salami. We may have found Salami at home. We called him Sal. Cute as can button. Cute as can button. (laughs) We also had a stray dog we found this week. Dang it. People, keep your dogs. And uh, we drove down to Whiteland and uh, hopefully reunited it with its family. Aw. She wasn't 100% sure it was her dog. <laughs> what was the dog from Whiteland doing up here? It wasn't even from Whiteland. It was halfway between where they are from. They live in Nineveh. Is I know where Nineveh is. Is this a homeward bound type scenario? I think somebody just stole a dog. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Well, because it's also wearing a different collar than what she had, but oh. she really thinks it was her dog. That was not Rufus. <laughs> dog thieves. Um, either way, I'm out of the game now. So. Yeah, back to yeah. Intermonon and Upper Downtown. Intermonon and Upper well, Downtown. I'm out, I'm out of the dog game. I got, we, got, we, we found what we think is his home. So best of luck, uh, Nookie. Nookie? That's what they call the dog. <laughs> mm. Would you say, Jason, that in your quest to find its home, you did it all for the Nookie? Yeah. yeah. The Nookie? Found yeah. the title what? for this episode. <laughs> the Nookie. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Intermonon, Upper Downtown. Electric stuff. Going on. Still undefeated. Very good teams. Two, hi Truman. Two strong teams. Two very. Um, you heard people were stealing dogs, so now he's upset. What do you, you say they're, the Intermonon is sneakily tall? Sneakily tall. Um, they still, every time I walk past them, look at me like that's the guy that called us sneaky tall. Why is he that weird? Um, fair. But they are sneaky tall. <laughs> I, I was talking to Jason about this before you got here, too. Mm-hmm. We were. You know, deception is a method of winning games. Do they, do they like, slouch when they're not playing? That's what I, I'm <laughs> saying. From a distance, they look shorter than what they actually are on the field. Do they have large objects next to them to make them look shorter? Just each other. <laughs> or, like, now I'm also just worried about your depth perception, Kyle. Oh, it's awful. Like, the doctor has told me that. That's why I couldn't hit a baseball. Um, all coming together. Yeah, 
Um, did we have a at an at properties interleague showcase game this week? We did. It was uh, Old North United and Martindale AFC. Now, how did that game go, Jason? Ask Kyle this time. How did Kyle? How did that game go? That game ended. I don't have it either. Two nothing. Martindale. Fascinating. So I think that puts um, League One up a game. Yep. I believe it does. I think so, too. We were tied last time. I had a dream that I played Old North United a few nights ago, and they didn't have enough people, so they lost in a forfeit, and it was incredible. <laughs> Are you trying to be prophetic here? I don't know. We'll see, because I think I'm playing them soon. You're playing them this week. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. And that is a segue into the App Properties League 2 games for this upcoming week. Can I read them? Yeah. Mostly because I haven't looked at... Oh! Oh, no. I caught the phone with my tiny hand. All right. Next week, the At Property League 2 games. We've got another thrilling one. I think this will be a good one to watch. Sporting White River versus Upper Downtown FC. Two very solid teams, two very athletic teams, two teams that are very close to the top of the table in League 2 this year, both looking to move up to League 1. The over-under on blue cards there is quite high. (laughs) Both teams have blue in their um, colors as well, so... I think appropriate. Uh, Old Speedway City versus Southside Soccer Club should be an interesting one to watch. Another test of how far Speedway has come this season and what Southside's looking to prove still. I think that Mm -hmm. you guys have a little bit of room, and I will be watching that one very closely. Yeah, excited Uh, for it. Broad Ripple City against Near East United. Sure to be a game full of friendly people. Very friendly people. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is the week that NEU pulls up the big upset. I, I mean, it's, it's totally possible. They, I mean, I, they really were, I want to commend them. They were figuring it out last week as the game was going on. And I think if they just continue to play together, I think it's a lot of people who haven't played together. They'll, they'll get something. Yeah. Might get a one before the another the team that pretty religiously attends the after parties together. And I think just building that kind of camaraderie helps with your communication style on the field and off. Good luck, guys. We've got Intermonon versus FC Fountain Square. Should be an interesting game. Lots of red to see on that field. Hopefully no injuries, though, because we know one of those teams is deceptively tall. Deceptively tall. Fountain Square, I'm calling my shot now. You could beat Monon for their first loss this year. Somebody's got to do it. A little fun. A little fun right there. Can't wait to see. Finally, we already spoiled it, but the game of my dreams from last Friday Garfield AC versus Old North United. Another one of those games that I think will be very close. Um, a good test of each team. Kind of, I think, two teams that are probably pretty similar um, and just maybe haven't played enough teams like them to really get a good grasp of where they are. And that's my report. Okay. What are you showing me? I took my contacts out. I can't see anything anymore. Shelby can't do League One because she took out her contacts. (laughs) How are you going to drive home? I'm not. My eyesight isn't that bad. Okay. You want to do the League One? Sure. Yes. I can read up close. I hope. She says like Morpleton Fall Creek. (laughs) (laughs) Like you wouldn't know. (laughs) Morpleton. I also just have no idea what's going on here. Um, Okay. Why is there only, oh, interleague. Okay, I was trying to figure out why there's only five games. I haven't done much actual soccer reporting this season. 
Like this is one of the first few times that I've really looked at. It's because you're our on the ground Crocs reporter. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> All right, we have Sporting Hero Morton versus Real Fletcher Place. Ooh. I want to watch that game. Oh. Pogies v. Riverside. Oof, might be mm. a tough one. A tough one. Though they do have a new goalie. I don't know if you guys saw him. Cute story about him. I think his name is Brad. It might be Ben. It's a B name. He is an adorable, curly, gingered person. So obviously, I feel a bit of a kindred spirit with him. But also, they could tell he was pretty young just by like talking to him a little bit. But he was like, I'm not going to necessarily say shy. He was not yet used to picking up what the pogies are throwing down. Mm -hmm. Think of the pogies team culture pretty like... It's a thing. It's the, the, yeah. the, the league darlings. They're everything they do is together. Pogi till I die. And I think he was a bit overwhelmed, Yeah. but they were trying to make him feel welcome. So they did invite him to come to the after party with them. And he said, I can't because I'm 18. Oh, wow. So we might have a new young star Whoa. in the league. Um, they did go to Ralston's cause weirdly their favorite place to go after the games, after they went there sarcastically when, Upper downtown destroyed them. I don't know. They like going there, and it is family friendly, so he could have gone, but he did not go. But I think mm-hmm. I'd like to think he's going to get real cozy with the pogies, mm-hmm. um, the way that we all have. And I think that yeah. he will end up loving this team assignment. They already love him, but the pogies could be on the upswing, is what I'm saying. They've kind of conquered some mm-hmm. of their injury woes, oh. and this could end up being a shocking game. Who knows? And with that Poglandia Tifo, anything is possible. Right? That is awesome. Oh, it's Beautiful. it made its sweet debut. Shelby, back to you. We have a Commonwealth versus MKU. Oh. I, oh. I don't know how to call this one, guys. That sounds fast. It sounds that fast. That is a fast game with incredible ball handling. That's yeah. what we're going to see in that game. Fast, furious, and who can outlast each other? I think we should, we should each say who we think is going to win this one because I think this is a fun one to do that to. At MKU. The, at the exact same time. Three, so two, we, one, MKU. Wow. Wow, two and two. Jason we said will something not else, didn't you? <laughs> you said a different word. I know that you did because I could see you, but also I knew that's what you were going to do because you don't like to pick a team. It's fine. We all picked, but I only know what Shelby picked and myself. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Havel versus Martindale. That could be another really interesting game. I think uh, both teams have had a few hiccups and a few really strong showings. Martindale's always played. Martindale's always been a tough team to play for Hallville, so it probably will be another tough game. But um, Hallville's looking to bounce back for sure. So, and finally, Pro v Pro, Bates Hendricks versus Irvington. This is a game that could come down to a lot at the end of the season because these are two teams that have flirted with the relegation zone. So whoever gets points here, or if the points are shared, it is uh, going to have a big impact on the standings. Highway to relegation zone. Jason? All right, we have standings time. Nope. No, you're right, we don't. Interleague showcase presented by At Properties. Bum, bum. Obsessed. <laughs> this. <laughs> That's, that becomes a clip now that we just have to play every time. Yeah. Shelby, you got us. <sighs> this week, uh, it's the Battle of the M's, Midtown and Mapleton. Mm. Gonna throw down, showdown. Interleague showcase. Mow down. How are we feeling about this one? Mapleton's very good. You said Mapleton Midtown? Mm-hmm. 
I have nothing further to say. There's yeah. a lot of words in silence. It'll, it'll be a game. Moving on. <coughs> now. Are we doing standings now? Yeah. All Now's right. Now's the time, Jason. Our at Properties League 2 oh. standings. That's what I have pulled up. Intermonon, Garfield AC, and Broad Ripple City are your three teams in your promotion zone. Who would have ever predicted? Anyone who would have looked at the schedule to begin the season, honestly. Um, Here's why I would say I know that our group group text gave me a lot of, oh, no, you're going to go up. Here's the thing. (laughs) As we know, Southside has had a very difficult strength of schedule to begin their season. I think we've had, like, basically the opposite schedule. And we have had – we do not have a lot of teams left that are, like, easy games is what I would say. The other thing is that looking at some of the other teams who are up there right by us in points, um, they also have some easier wins. And I think that anything could still happen. We need to start at that time of the season doing math to see if there's anyone eliminated mathematically from promotion. We probably do need to or start relegation, but thinking about that. That seems like a Kyle a, or Cole yeah. task. Everyone's yeah. good. Oh I say God. there's also still ICF points in play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's ICF points in play, and we started out the season very strong and have kind of tapered off. We've had someone move. Who we're losing a carpool. I point also, with. I'm not sure that anyone will get the full nine points uh-uh. this year. No, no. I don't think it's possible. The two I think you can get close, but I don't think you if can. If someone were to do it, it's looking like it Pogues. would be the Pogies. Yeah. Um, but they're still... Uh, they're at, hard. They're at almost four at the halfway mark. But what is the breakdown of that? It's brought, It's got to be mostly um, social and volunteer. Actually, decently even. 0.78 on transit. Volunteer, they are at two. And then social is at almost one exactly. Yeah. I think the transit is hard. We're really feeling the loss of the Real Housewives of Garfield Park bike into every game. Well, you can also, so you can have a big spike in volunteerism. If half your team goes and donates blood or you all do like a neighborhood cleanup or whatever it is, you can submit a bunch of points and just shoot up there. I think similar to social, that's how Southside did a really good job last year was we went to a social event that nobody else went to Mm -hmm. because it was way up on the north side. Right. And so we were able to kind of shoot up points. Like if you can rally everyone to go to like one or two after parties, that's really going to help you. But Mm -hmm. transit, there's no surprise. You're either consistently doing it or you're not. Right. Yeah. And there are teams, like like you said, where you guys have struggled more this year. I'd say Southside has improved significantly in the transit market. I think last week I submitted 11 transit points, which was the most that I think has ever been submitted for Southside. So, I mean, you know, like we said, every person was there. Mm-hmm. True just hit his head on the table. It reflected in the standings. So get those points. Free points. Or points. don't if you're worried about promotion. Or don't. Please do. All right. Uh, with those three teams, you have Intermonon with 15.7, Garfield AC 12.2, and Broad Ripple City 11.0. But just underneath that cutoff line, you'll have Sporting White River, Old North United, who only fell in the standings this week because they did not play a game. They played mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. Interleague Showcase. And Southside Soccer Club. Which... I believe we are the first team on this standings board without a game in hand, correct? Other than Intermonon. Mm-hmm. Other than Intermonon as well. Oh, I the thought The first Monon. team after Intermonon, yeah. 
Okay. And but that is true, yeah. Just to note, that second through six is separated by 3.2 points. So and that makes close. me feel pretty good. <laughs> uh, rounding out the rest of the league, two is Upper Downtown, Midtown FC, Old Speedway City, FC Fountain Square, and Near East United. Jumping over to App Properties, League 1, Riverside City, Meridian Kessler United, Mapleton FC, and Alecos Pogues Run are your top four. In your relegation zone, Martindale AFC and Sporting Heron Morton. I just am emotionally unwell by that news. Who would have thought that either of those teams would be there? Honestly. And now here's the thing. Bates Hendricks, Irvington FC, Martindale AFC, Sporting Herod Morton have the exact same record. They're only different, differentiated by ICF points. I mean, I just don't, I don't know need if to I say I it again. You guys know how I feel about ICF points. <laughs> Shelby will. Someone did reach out. Did I say that on the last time we recorded the podcast? Someone reached out to me on Facebook and was like, I just listened to the podcast. Can you please get me added to the right Slack channel so I can submit points? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Yes, please. Shelby is like out here busting ICF kneecaps. I felt so bad, but he was a great sport about it. (laughs) I just don't, I don't know if I want to live in a world where Heron Morton's in league two. I think that is maybe the most interesting world to live in though. I don't know. It could be interesting now that we don't have like formal playoffs. It kind of changes. I what I really want to say is I don't want some teams to have to worry about Truman saw himself in the mirror. That's what's going on. I think so, and he doesn't seem happy about it. Hey, can you? Anyways, I don't. I just think of some of the speed of balls that are kicked in some of those elite League One teams, and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Nope. And just to really show how much the ICF points matter, that Irvington ICF is point zero zero four eight in transit, and that is the difference. And I believe that is like two transit points. So that is the <laughs> difference, and that is how much these points matter. Oh, God. What a wild time to be living, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's fun. All right. What else do we want to do on this podcast? I'm not watching The Bachelor uh, yet this season. I'm just so far behind, so we can't do that. Four sixths, a.k.a. two thirds <laughs> of the pod squad went to the CONCACAF World, or Gold Cup. Yeah, let's talk in about Cincinnati. that. Okay. First and foremost, Guatemala. Y'all came out and oh my partied, gosh. and it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I think half the stadium was Guatemala fans. Mm-hmm. It was insane. They came for their first game against Jamaica, lost to Jamaica one nothing. did not stop cheering the entire time, and then got food during the second game and came and rooted for the United States. And it was, it, was, it was just a beautiful sight. They were all just so happy to be there. Um, some of you have adorable children that were sitting straight in front of us that <laughs> Liesl could not stop smiling at. Um, her mother threatened to take a few of them uh, just for fun because she likes to say, I, your child's adorable, I'll steal them. That's why we left Finn in Indiana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to make sure that he stayed in Indiana. 
I would like to make the record clear. My mom has never stolen a baby. She just loves babies so much, which is why she's at a daycare and living her best life. But she has not stolen a baby ever. Liesl, I don't want to be this asshole, but have you done DNA testing? (laughs) (laughs) No baby was stolen in the making of this podcast. (laughs) No baby was stolen in the making of Liesl. (laughs) Also in like a perfect coincidence as soon as we got to the parking garage and got to Liesl's car mm-hmm. her mom was driving down the ramp like her parents <laughs> were driving down and so we waved and so then they got to stop and let us drive out so we could actually get out of our mm-hmm. parking spot oh, winning a lottery. it was unbelievable like what are the odds um aside from the soccer games what else did you guys do in Cincinnati um Cole and Shelby had Skyline Chili for the first time we did review it was really good it was I was skeptical i will say because i know it's a chain that i can get in indiana and it's also chilly in the summer and so i was like i was worried that it was going to be way too heavy for we had just not to like jump the line of what we did but we had just gotten back from a three-hour zoo trip so i was like oh my god i'm not gonna feel good after this but i'm gonna do it for liesel so for those who don't know i am obsessed with skyline Uh, We are convinced that in the hospitals in Cincinnati, they pump the juice of Skyline Chili (laughs) into IVs to pregnant women. Um, It is something you either love or you hate. So the fact that some of my favorite people in the world now like my favorite food makes me happy. So it was just a nice moment to share. And it was a nice treat after the zoo day but i think the ice cream was the best part yeah <laughs> and it is important to note that in the skyline i looked at Liesl jokingly and said if i didn't like it i probably wouldn't be here and she said yeah you're right and turned around it's very important um my pressing question is did you guys get to see fiona the hippo at the zoo we did, we did. <gasps> i also did not realize how interactive the cincinnati zoo is uh we got to walk right up to kangaroos yeah Oh, I was living They're my just best there. life. Yeah. And they don't care. They were so unbothered. It was unbelievable. Yeah. The Cincinnati Zoo is consistently ranked one of the top zoos in the nation. And they really pride themselves on the education programs that they bring. I and part it. of that is the interactiveness. And Yeah. I There's think- a lot of interaction. I didn't get to touch any animals, but that's partially because of my own fault somebody had a snake out and i could have touched him his name was disco i did not because it was so early in our zoo trip i was like okay i can't ruin all the experience by touching this snake too soon like we gotta go see the (laughs) what were were we on our way to the cheetahs yeah we were on on a time crunch there was a cheetah show starting in like four minutes and we're like we have to get there asap or we're gonna miss the cheetahs we saw cheetahs run so fast i think cole was actually scared (laughs) Four minutes to cheetah show. Well, and we we did miss the petting zoo, but it's a lot of like goats that you can go in and feed. Yeah, and there were other animals that. That's fine. I would have rather watched the cheetah run and everything else that we did. The runner up for second coolest thing was the African penguins. Those little things, or no, they were the Australian penguins. The little blue penguins. Oh my gosh, they were so cute, and they just kept swimming, and they come right They're up. They're just to you. teeny tiny and blue. Oh, love them. Just some innocent little penguins. Cole barely touched the water and the woman came up and was like, please don't do that for the safety of the penguins. Also, there's a lot of penguins in there. You probably don't want to touch that water. 
cold. What was he thinking? Like, was he wanted to touch a penguin? To be fair, the water was at like Cole and I's shoulder height. Like you could just stick a hand in. Very it was literally easily. just right there. Yeah, well, and I made the comment. I said, did you pet a penguin yet? And he goes, no, can I? And I was like, no, and then hand in the water. So yeah. I think he was just eager to pet a penguin, which yeah. why wouldn't you want to pet a penguin? Right, it's amazing. It was a lot of fun. I it's really it. nice, too. It was just a nice zoo. Mm-hmm. My, It seems like they've got a new parking lot situation that was just really fun. I'm really excited to take Finn to his first zoo <gasps> later this year when he actually like, looks at things and recognizes some things means Buddy. nothing to him now like he just found his feet two days oh ago we were talking about this earlier he just found his feet two days ago how is this man going to understand what a giraffe is <laughs> like his world is so small we can't expand it that quickly the other very fun thing that came out of this trip was finn's side eye he did not come with us but oh we received gosh. pictures of his side eye uh do you want to go into why your yeah. child is throwing shade <laughs> I think I have a judgmental baby. (laughs) Um, I don't know what it is. So he stayed with Cole's mom and uh, a lot of the family just like got together and hung out. And so she was like sending us pictures. And so she got pictures of him with every aunt. Oh, I don't have a picture of him with Julie, but so Judy is the mom. He's just like chilling in this picture. Like he looks a little confused, but he's like, it's just a normal baby. Oh my God. He's so cute. Found out he took a two-hour nap on Aunt Julie. Well done. And then we get to Aunt Jen, and he mad. He just he the side eye. And then yet. we get to Aunt Steph, and this is the look for Aunt Steph. Oh, boy. It's insane. <laughs> like, I think he is getting to the age where he's actually starting to kind of recognize people. Yeah. And so I think he knows grandma obviously the best out of all of them so he's like all right this is a person that i know pretty regularly and then everybody else he's like who are you what will he do when he sees me next i don't probably side eye probably major side eye spending more time with him these photos make me feel really good about my relationship with finn because i get a little side eye but it's never as bad as what i've got it's kind of just grumpy it was amazing uh he fell asleep during the last 11 game (laughs) <laughs> and when he woke up, he was just so happy. Like, it was the happiest little baby I've ever seen. Just he smiling loves, at he loves everybody. He don't know why, but mm-hmm. yeah. Speaking we'll of the Indy 11, you guys all went. How was it? Oh, they're so bad. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It's it's to the point where it's starting to become painful. Um, the yeah. BYB put out a very nice thing where it's like, no matter what happens, we're going to support them. And I do agree with that. Um, but you also have to put a better product on the field. Um, and without any in-depth analysis, that's probably where I should leave that. But they did lose one to nothing and looked completely uncreative, kind of like, I don't know. I don't uh, understand our roster changes. Mm-mm. I don't understand the trades we've made this season. I don't always understand our formation and mm-hmm. game plan. Like, there's a lot that, you know, I'm not coach. Mm-hmm. I know nothing of. Um, I know nothing, but I can tell you when something's wrong and something is wrong. Yeah. How do we, how do we fix this? Any insights? Um, well, there it's, it's more of players are fixed when they leave us. Um, Juan Tejada and Jonas Felgeberg were traded to the Colorado Springs this, uh, past spring. Um, 
The game after Juan Tejada was traded to them, Jonas Felgeberg assisted Juan Tejada for a goal in the first minute of the game. Her Indy 11 fans, Manuel Arteaga, striker for Indy 11 last year, playing for Phoenix this year, current goal leader in the uh, league. Of course. Um, none of these things happened while they were here, and it's starting to wonder why is that the case. Dang. Is it Marcus? Is it Mark? I don't want to think it's Mark. I quite like Mark. Um, for the first time, we heard a Strimla out trant, um, which is the, like, 11's GM, sort of, um, chief operating something. Uh, first time I heard that in the stands, it's, uh, it's getting a little feisty. Um, and yet, somehow, we remain in a playoff spot, I'm pretty sure. Liesl has some insights. Well, it's not even about the men. It's that the women are doing so well oh, right fantastic. now. Right. And so they're moving on, which is great. They play on Friday mm-hmm. up in Grand Park. Um, Just yep. a reminder about their successes. Let's mm-hmm. not forget uh, former Indy City Molly. football alum Molly, Molly is on their team. Molly, we're proud Good of job, you. Molly. Oh, the score misses you, but yeah, it, their loss is our game. If you are listening mm-hmm. to this, um, it should be Wednesday or Thursday. Um, the 11 will play at Grand Park on Friday in the semifinal, the national semifinal for the USLW uh, against a team from West. I don't know who they're playing. Um, <laughs> like West, like the West, just West of here at anywhere. They were West division champions. Okay. I don't know who that team is. We were central division champions. Um, but yeah, go support the women uh, because everything that's happening over there, from what we can tell, is fantastic and much better than whatever is going on on the men's side. Amazing. I don't Thank know you. Molly's last name, so I haven't been able to track her stats. I know I could have, I could find it if I tried hard enough, but if it's not in an image readily available on Twitter, that's the extent of my research. Should we, should we also cover the, um, the other Indianapolis-based soccer team? The, the, what was it, the Indie Boys? Oh. No. No, we, And I that mean, concludes the coverage of the Indie Boys. The Indie Boys played Chicago House a few weeks ago and lost by double-digit goals. I think we talked about this Woof. already, didn't we, or did we talk about it was going to happen? I don't know. Is, explain the Indie Boys to me like I'm five. Um, so the Indie Boys play in a division that is not a professional one. So it's not like the MLS which has all the money, and then the USL, which has some of the money, where the Indy 11 play. They play in a league where they probably don't get paid. Okay. Um, and they only play Midwest-based teams. Um, hmm. They played Chicago House AC, which was founded with help from the same person who founded the Indy 11, helped found the Indy 11, Peter Wilt, um, as some refer to him in Indy, Daddy Peter. Um, <laughs> and, yeah... The Indie Boys, this is their first year playing and existing. Um, From what I can tell, they have a really cool mission. Um, They give local, I believe, African and Caribbean players that live locally the chance to play. Um, And they play Chicago House and lost by double digits. Uh, The rest of their season has been okay from what I can tell. Just that game at home did not go well. And and they were supposed to be playing at Coons, but it looks Mm -hmm. like they're playing up in Westfield now. Yeah, or, or Whitestown or somewhere that is not Coons. Somewhere that's not Coons. Almost sounds like it's Indy City football, but, you know. I was going to say also sounds like maybe they, they've got a bit of a misnomer there. Maybe it's like the Westfield boys. 
Yeah. Which is probably already taken by some like string trio who plays at Grand Junction Brewery on a Wednesday night. <laughs> you don't want to go white white town boys though. So No. No. It's actually Whitestown. I um, you don't want to do that either. It's a lovely brewery up there too, Moontown Brewing. Also, once I was I digress, but I was at uh when I used to work at the Children's Museum and I was doing a an outreach at one of their schools because I was in the public programs department. I saw a woman who from the back looked exactly like my mother. Same outfit, same hair, exact same size. And I thought my mom drove up to an outreach at Whitestown to see me mm. from Jasper, Indiana. It was not her, but I still have a picture on my phone of this woman <laughs> who looks exactly like my mom from behind. And yes, I took it without even being furtive. I just did it. Anyways, uh, Indie Boys. Wow, who knew? Yeah. Um, I don't know when their season goes. I don't know much about them. Um, if you know about the Indie Boys, call in. Um, you guys, a few weeks ago, Jason gave us all free tickets to Monster Truck. Did anyone go? No. Jason, did you go? No. I no. forgot also. Jason oh. also didn't go. Cole and I went to a daycare tour. They had a stack of probably 200 tickets sitting on the front counter <laughs> of the daycare. I was bragging about them at Garfield Brewery and either Tevin or Noah was like, we have a stack of them too. And I was like, does anyone just, pay to go to Monster Truck? No. <laughs> we just ended up with like too much going on this weekend. And yeah. it was a lot. We had adult Olympics on Saturday. I was, on the I was on the losing team, but oh. I did correctly uh, distinguish the difference between a warm Miller Lite and a, wood, a warm Bush Light, which is harder than a cold one, as I learned. That makes sense. Interesting. Was it a guess, or you like actually could tell? Did you do it again? Like, out of 10, how many were you get right? So what I would say is that it was nearly indistinguishable by taste when it was warm. So... After having lived at the Anheuser-Busch Brewery, not at it, right by it. I didn't live in it. <laughs> That'd be cool, though. Um, for grad school and going on 28 tours of the brewery because you got free beers at the end and we didn't have any money. Um, me and my only grad school friend, Christy, we did it all the time. Um, I knew that Anheuser-Busch distinguishes itself from other domestics by um, their beechwood aging process. Everything is kind of soaked in beechwood mm -hmm. chips for a little bit. So I identified them before I took a sip even to make sure I didn't have a bias going in. I did some sniffing. And I've got a really good sniffer. Sniffing around. So I was able to tell which one I thought had been aged in beechwood. When this podcast eventually makes our way to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. We should stop at the and do the tour together. One hundred percent. You can do it's so much fun. We can go once on the way there for twenty nine, yeah. and once on the way back to get you to your thirty. I love it. Ten Full out of thirty 10. rack <laughs> with a thirty and a thirty rack. Um, you get a free thirty rack for going thirty times, right? You have like you a, gotta. I don't know. You have a car that you punched, right? No, but here's the other thing. So now it's not free anymore. No, you and, have to pay. And they offer like different kinds of tours now. Mm -hmm. So it used to just be very standard. But the other thing was, is that they knew that some people, especially people who had been on the tour before, were not necessarily as interested in doing the full tour, like down in the bottling room to see the beachwood aging in a different right. room, to learn about the process of how beer is brewed. Um, so they would, the first thing you do is go to the stable on the tour and you meet the Clydesdales, the Dalmatian, once that Dalmatian escaped and went on a run with me. <laughs> I think that is less shocking than the fact that I was on a run. Um, but but you could, so they would stop after the, the stable and be like, if you are not continuing on with the rest of the tour, you can go to the tasting room. And so yeah. I did that probably more than half the time. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but the trick is you would get two free beers and your tour guides were your bartenders then, Mm -hmm. but their turnover because they'd have tours every so often is if you drink slowly enough and they would leave, the new tour guides probably wouldn't recognize you or know that you'd already had your two. So was it a, okay, Carrie, if you're done with the tour, you can go to the tasting room now? No, they did not know my name. Oh, when you think about going in your Burgess, course- get out of here. In, in your course of being there two years, and I think two of the tours were since I moved away, um, that really is like- For sure, I yeah. can't do the math. One every other month, something like that. Maybe one of my, I'm so bad at math. It's honestly crippling. Like what is, I don't, I, I, I yeah. can't do math. Once a month or so, but also sometimes it would be like three days in a row. I'd have friends in town from different places. We would go, yeah. Or just yeah. sometimes we were hungry and we would get a pretzel on the walk and then we would have some free beers and that was all we would eat that day. We weren't that poor, but close. I know when Cole and I went, you had to pay for the tour and you could pick a more horsey tour a more process-based mm-hmm. tour or like a mega tour and Megator. you could, they would give you a glass and that's how you would like sample from the massive kegs. Um, and then there wasn't a limit on how many beers you had at the end. So they would give you beers during the tour and they'd be like, this is our original Budweiser. And then you'd walk around with your Budweiser and they're like, hey, now we have Bud Light Next or whatever the new one is. And then you'd go to a new place and be like, all right, here's Bud Light. And like, you got all those. And then you went to the tasting room where they had all of their cans and bottles. And they said, what do you want? And they just kept opening. That's amazing. I I just honestly haven't done it since their new beer. It was really fun. So we got to try the like, uh, what is it? Bud Select. Yeah. We got to try. You know, that's my favorite domestic beer, right? We got to try all their hard sodas. Yeah. That were really good. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. So you definitely paid for it, but like we easily got our money's worth. See, I, I've done the tour once myself, but it was a shame that I was only 10 years old when <laughs> I did it. So, so you did, were limited to only two beers? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Road to Kansas City, guys. We got to do that. Yeah. The World Cup. There we go. All right. So I think that wraps up this episode of Indy City Football Live. Is there any other questions from the listeners? No, just like, I'm going to really try to catch up on The Bachelor, but I'm still only going to allot myself three, 30 seconds, just one 30 second to get through the three episodes I've missed. Wow. Okay, that's 10 seconds an episode. I knew. All right. Uh, this has been NBC Football Live. We'll Bye. see you on Thursday, and you'll hear from us next week. Be a good Bye. neighbor. This episode of Indy City Football Live is brought to you by Turkettis in Indianapolis. Turkettis, nobody beats our meats. Once the 87th most popular U.S. soccer podcast for one day in July 2022, this show is brought to you by an all-star cast of Indianapolis Super Volunteers. Executive producer, host, engineer, and editor, Jason Racefan Chisholm. Executive producer, show host, porch host, and bachelorette expert in residence, Carrie Slow Hockey on Grass Burge. Assistant to the producers, league analyst, and vice shadow commissioner, Cole For the Bush Street, Manager of the assistant to the producers and owner of the first legit city football tattoo, Shelby, that's really her name, Street. Executive producer, occasional interviewer, and league commissioner, Jordan, the ghost of Smoke Mountain Updike. Along with these Hoosiers and a litany of partners, sponsors, players, and random people who walked into the studio because they saw us on Twitter, this has been Indy City Football Live, created by the Pod Squad and brought to you by Turketti. My name.
neighbor. Thank you. Have a good night. Be a good neighbor. A movie review watch along. <laughs> was it bad? It's a. It was a choice. There was a lot of times where we were just like. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't want to do it. Like, I loved... I thought the way we did it the first time was, like, perfect. Yeah. 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 But we had to try it. 